Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It is the 28th day of November. It is a Monday, brand new week. Thanksgiving is behind us. Uh, We are entering into that space between Thanksgiving and Christmas that the secular world just calls the holidays, but we Christians call this Advent season. And Advent season began yesterday as we anticipate the arrival of Christ in both in both dimensions, really, what is sometimes referred to as the second advent, Jesus coming back, and we anticipate the arrival of Christ by looking back on the first advent, when Jesus was born. And so to do that, church history takes us through a journey through the scriptures of all of the verses and passages and chapters, Proverbs and Psalms and everything, that has been part of that anticipation process that allows us to have quiet reflection, recognize the arrival of hope on the earth. Today, I'd like to take you to one of the most famous passages in regards to the arrival of Jesus from the prophetic language, Isaiah chapter 7. This is where we get the prophecy of both virgin birth and Emmanuel, the God with us acknowledgement. Now, these things are picked up in the New Testament as uh, being fulfilled in Christ. I I will say that if you read Isaiah 7 without any knowledge of Jesus, you might not walk away um, understanding what this was doing. But the New Testament writers, looking back into the text, began to claim these scriptures as scriptures revolving around Jesus. One of the ways that we do that, or I'm sorry, one of the reasons that we do that is say, Acts 8, where Philip is talking to the Ethiopian eunuch, and he takes the scroll that's in the eunuch's lap. He's reading from this scroll, and he doesn't know what he's reading. And he asks Philip, who's this about? It's Isaiah 53. And and Philip takes that scroll and begins at that spot to preach to him Jesus. Well, Jesus isn't in Isaiah 53, but he's all over Isaiah 53. And so when you start to look at these texts through the eyes of a resurrected man, you, you've, you've had an encounter with Jesus, and therefore you're looking back on the text, showing others those in, that how to have that encounter, then you start to see Jesus in the text. There's not going to be a big stretch for you as you read this to understand what's being talked about. I'd also point out that just coming fresh off of the Apostles' Creed, where we've really walked through the believing in God, believing in Jesus Christ. And part of that creed at that point is that he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And this is one of the fundamental truths of Christmas season, simply because it gives the authority of Christ's birth to the Holy Spirit conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you do with the Virgin Mary as a venerated saint or as a part of your Christianity, I leave that between you and God. I'm not from a tradition that venerates the Virgin Mary or or, or that espouses to the idea of the immaculate conception, which is that she was immaculately conceived I personally feel like the idea of immaculate conception, which we don't find in the Bible, but I I feel like it was a response to original sin arguments. So because if, if original sin damned the human race, then how do we account for Mary 
being damned and how can she then not pass that sentence on to Jesus? And so there was the idea, I think, that began to um, revolve around her being immaculately conceived. I'll leave that for somebody else's argument. Um, It's not a part of my own personal tradition. If it's been a part of yours, um, I leave that there for you to do with as you will. But let's go to the text. Our reading for the second day of Advent is from the seventh chapter of the book of Isaiah. It's the Emmanuel prophecy beginning in verses 10 through 16. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the heaven above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. And he said, Hear now, O house of David, Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings." That phrase, Emmanuel, from verse 14, is literally translated God with us. And that's the phrase that gets picked up by Matthew 1, by Luke 1, by John 1, in the whole, even though John doesn't actually share the nativity story, he's non synoptic in that he's the only gospel that does not have Jesus born in the, the manger. And, but, but even John acknowledges the law and the prophets wrote about him who was to come. I think John even does it in a, in a bit of a different way when he says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's another way of saying that he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Now, as good students of the Bible, let's be true to the Hebrew. Uh, Isaiah chapter 7 tells us that the virgin shall conceive, this verse 14, and bear a son, and you'll call his name Emmanuel. However, this is a verse generated that's given us a lot of Christological readings that emphasize the virgin birth. We've just talked about the virgin, and what you do with that is what you do with that. But the Hebrew word used here is Alma, A-L-M-A-H, transliterated. It doesn't really mean virgin. It really means young woman. In fact, in Proverbs, it has the Alma represented, engaged in a sexual act, which would be the opposite of a virgin. The sign here is less about the virgin and more about the name. The name she gives the child is Emmanuel. We don't know who the woman in this particular prophecy is. It's been debated. Maybe it's Isaiah's wife because there's a precedent for prophets begetting sons. But in any case... What we anticipate in Advent is Emmanuel, God with us. So when Christ arrives, we are not simply talking about the birth of a baby, but the arrival of God. Dwell on that today and be blessed. See you tomorrow. God bless.